The fish is good. It's the NBA Clippers and their move from San Diego to Los Angeles this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Did I tell you? In hell? Did I tell you I'm gardening, kind of? No. That I started a small garden? No. Um, yeah, I, uh, my friend Gilly for my birthday gave me like a very small, like, start your own mini urban garden kit. And it was just like five vegetables, like zucchini, broccoli, tomatoes, carrots, onions. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> Like I'm done. I I'm too impatient. I resent. I resent this tomato bush. I know that I'm gonna have to like prune and pinch and do all that to what? Maybe get five tomatoes. And I just resent it because now it's there and it's growing and it's healthy. And so I have to keep watering them. And it's just like, for what? So I can maybe get a few carrots. It's not. I don't know. Do you want it? <laughs> you number one. You are not meant to be a mother. Number two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the idea that you resent it because that's not what most people say. They either say that they're into it or no. they're just I'm not a plant person. It's not calming. It's but, it's it's aggravating. Yeah, because you like actively I'm, hate I'm it. fine. Like I have a cat. I'm fine with parenting. Uh, for dinner last night, I made a salsa verde and I put it in the slow cooker with chicken. I know how to like feel good doing things myself. But sure. the idea of like so I'm just supposed to walk outside and water these for three months and maybe I'll get three carrots. Like, what? Car- like, it's not even something I can't just go to the store and get for 50 cents. Like, if it was, I don't know, dragon fruit or something, that'd be exciting. But carrots, onions, it's, it's just, I, every day I'm like, you know, if these were flowers, I could water them and they'd look good right away. It just seems like uh, one bad season after another is going to keep you from... Being able to live out your dreams. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we do have to deal with bad season after bad season, not just in gardening, (laughs) but also basketball. Basketball. (laughs) That's the segler. We got there. That was a good segue. Thank you. I I have high hopes for this episode (laughs) based on that. I should bring in our guest. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the podcast, The Flagrant Ones, and you've seen him on Comedy Bang Bang and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Please welcome Carl Tart. Oh, thank you so much. How's your quarantine going? Uh, you know, it's had its waves, ups and downs. Uh, I done bought some plants. I heard you say you was gardening. Uh, I'm <laughs> Don't trying- do it. <laughs> I- I'm telling you, like, like y'all can see, the, pe- the listeners can see, but there are two plants behind me. Those mm-hmm. are thriving, but I bought a palm that I had sitting behind my computer, which y'all can't see behind it. But, and I started getting these tiny, tiny, tiny little red bugs crawling across my computer screen. Oh, So I said, okay, time to take that thing out of the house. And I took it out and it was, and it was thriving while it was in here. Cause it was like low light. I would spritz it, but I wouldn't water it too much. And I had it for about a month before I took it outside and put it in front of my house. It's dead now. And I'm like, golly, like how quick? Yeah, and it's a plant. It should be outside. What did it do before houses? Yeah, exactly. It's a palm. palm. Like, it's like the most outside plant, but I cannot keep it alive out there, so I'm going to have to replace it. 
It's literally the symbol for beach, which is yeah. the most outside shit possible. Exactly. So oh, I'm I sorry think you got a bad that. one. It I had got bug. It got bugs. It was a bad one. Yeah. yeah. I do have a story, a however. One. I went mm-hmm. to I went to the nursery because mm-hmm. I because I saw the bugs crawling and I was like, you know, just I would be like working on zooming like ah. Ugh, like pushing my computer screen because I saw I was seeing that I don't I don't do bugs and especially when they that small and I don't know where they like if they crawling on me or not and so I was like okay and after work that day I went to the nursery and I I bought so I oh I, I went and I said hey I need something to spray on my plants for bugs and he was like all right yeah here you go and then I was like cool where do I pay and he was like nah it's all yours you're good like, he gave it to me for free wow I'm like a all welcoming right, plant community folks. yeah that Shout is so nice. Gave it to me for free. Turns out he didn't work there. I stole it. No. <laughs> oh, no. You're wanted. That's uh, so very nice of him and a good deal for you. I don't exactly. care where his paycheck's nice coming from. It was very nice. Yeah. Uh, I love when people just let you get away with that stuff at the store. It's not, it doesn't happen often. It's a very once in a blue moon thing, but I feel like occasionally you, you know, you won't have the right amount of change or whatever. And somebody's be like, just go. And you're like, oh. Oh, thank when you. I worked surface, I mean, I worked, I, I can't tell you how many things I gave away for free just out of not caring. And people would be like, thank you so much. And I just feel like, I'd like you to know that I don't care that you're happy. I just don't feel like putting in the buttons of the cash register. So please just leave. Your consideration <laughs> this is, no is discount. I'm just, I don't feel like working. Your consideration is simply you don't like to be inconvenienced. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, speaking of inconveniences, this is a big <laughs> inconvenience for the city of San Diego. Let me tell you that. Uh, today's topic is the flawed and tangled move behind what is now the Los Angeles Clippers from where they were previously an NBA team in San Diego. And Carl, why do you know that? I know that because I am a Clipper fan and I like history. Now, I, I wanted to know... So I grew up in LA. I've been here for about 20 years and I'm 31 now. So I've been here most of my life and I became a Clipper fan because it was anti a few things. One, the Lakers were really, really good when I moved here and I don't like jumping on a bandwagon. So I said, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon. I'm going to root for these other guys. Not knowing. I was a kid. I'm nine years old, whatever. Uh, And Two, my mom was dating a dude who, you know, when your mom got a new guy in her life and you got to let him know that he ain't your daddy, you know, like, don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I bond with the New Orleans Saints with my father, not you, guy. Guy, is it? Not you. And so he was a big time Laker fan and wanted oh. to bond with me over the Lakers. And I was like, no, 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 no. We ain't doing none of that. No, I'm rooting for the it- other team, the team that you don't like. It's go Saints and guy, get out of here. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and so I, 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 I became a fan of this team and I experienced, you know, the last 22 years, 21 years, if you will, of losing, of, you know, have good seasons, bad seasons, but, all, but none of them resulting in a championship. And then as I got older and started to research a little bit more, I realized this team had never won a championship. And most teams in sports that have a long, like the Clippers franchise has been a thing since 1970. So that's 50 years. Mm-hmm. Most franchises with a history that long have at least one championship, even if they haven't won one in 30, 40 years. 
They have one. At There's least. something hanging at the arena. Exactly. Exactly. There's something. Clippers don't have that. And also, I always wonder why, how, how a professional team could just live in that type of mediocrity. <laughs> mediocrity. Mediocrity. And I was like, why am I, and, and why was it such like vitriol? Why was it always a joke on television? In the Bewitch movie, like they made a joke. Like she called him something like, Are you I can't remember the exact joke, but it was in the it was in the trailer. It's like, Are you so and so? And he's like, Worse, I'm a Clippers fan. <laughs> like and it's like that, and then you got, you know, the Lakers are so so star studded all the time. Like it's such a thing. And the Clippers were nothing like that. They just lived being bad they, they they're known in the zeitgeist of being bad and so yeah. as i got older i just started being like how does this happen well the apple rots from the core i don't think that's the right term what is it the, the, I, it starts at the top yeah the call is coming good. from inside the house the call is coming from inside <laughs> the house yes that's what it is and i just and it all came to a head when in 19, in 2014, the owner of the team, who I didn't know much about before that, Donald Sterling, was ousted for these tapes that got released by his side piece, who I consider to be a queen, V. Steviano. She released these tapes of him saying that, you know, he didn't want black guys at his games and he didn't like. And it, it, honestly, when you think about the history of who he is and what he's done, this was pretty tame. Yeah, he was trying to be kind of diplomatic. Be like, "Look, some black guys are nice, but I don't want to. I don't want you hanging out with them." Like, so it's like, <laughs> it, it was, it, it, and and so he got ousted finally after all these years, and it was such a big deal. And that's because he he has been a terrible, terrible owner in person since the day this thing started. Since he bought the team, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. He is the plague upon which spread throughout the team and haunted them for. God, what, 25 years? Something. Cause yeah, I mean, this- he owned them from 1981 to 2014, so 23 years. Jesus. And yeah, it, he is definitely, I mean, we'll get more into him later, but he is 100% so much of the reason that uh, things didn't pan out for them the way that they should have all those years ago. Um, yeah. We should maybe start a little bit with the history. Like most... LA residents, the Clippers are not originally from here. They're actually from New York in 1970. Like you said, they were the Buffalo Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually they ended up in San Diego. So those first seven, eight years, 1970, 1978, a, a rough start, I think, is the best way to classify it. Nobody was winning anything. Um, there was scoring titles, MVP awards, but like nothing of real note. Uh, and so... In 1978, uh, the Braves resettled in San Diego, and then they got a new name. Do you, does anybody here know why they've got the name the Clippers? I know nothing. Uh, I don't even know how to play basketball, Nadia. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm just nodding and smiling as we go, trying my best to stay above water. Steve, so. I will try to make this as interesting. But I promise you, it's an interesting story. I, I, oh, it is. It's drama. I'm, it's it, drama. It is. Oh, I'm I'm in it. We'll only use the last 25 minutes of the pod to talk about stats. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Than, no, I'm just. I don't even like stats. 
Uh, I just know how to put ball in basket. There, but. and you know, and I wish people cared more. I wish people cared less about stats. I think stats is what turns me off to all sports. I don't care what the coach's shoe size is. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the, the stat, stat that people are talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. RBI stands for really big implants. Like yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, insole, insole. That's much better. Um, <laughs> Carl, do you know what the origins of the name Clipper comes from? Uh, it's a nautical thing. San Diego yeah. is known for its marinas and bays, and there's like little boats, and a Clipper is just a tiny little fast boat. Yeah. Oh, yep. A sailboat. Yep. Yeah. So it's one of the ones that, like, as far as when teams move, it's a name that I don't know. I don't know if it totally makes sense with LA because it's not like it's the San Pedro or the Long Beach Clippers where it's like right by the ocean or something. But it, it makes more sense than, I don't know, like what, the Utah Jazz or something? Utah Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Clippers is not terrible. It, it Honestly, the Clippers is not such a bad name. It's It's what the history of the team has made to that name that makes yeah. it be like oh when you hear the term clippers like yeah ah. yeah yeah so once they ended up in san diego they're there from 78 to 84 and in their first year they were doing okay and then shit started i mean shit really started to hit the fan once donald sterling bought them in 81 but even until then i think there wasn't that much so i'm when I say that much, I mean like that much great shit happening. So I'm wondering, Carl, if you could take us through at least a brief rundown of the sale. Yeah. So to that drama, uh, to, to get to that sale, uh, let's go back a little bit to 1979 when Dr. Jerry Buss, a, uh, a doctor here in Los Angeles and another, I don't know if he was real estate guy or something. He was like a, 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 some sort of scientist he was, and he really wanted to buy the Lakers, and they went up on sale, and the owner of the Lakers, Jack Kent Cook, uh, he decided that he was going to change his price and add a couple million dollars on the end uh, without Jerry knowing. So Jerry showed up with the money that was supposed to happen, and Jack Kent Cook, who's the original owner, was like, no, I need, I need a little bit more. I'm not just going to be able to get rid of him like that. Cause, and so he was like, fine. Well, I don't have that kind of money, but I can go ask for a favor. So he goes to his real estate magnate, terrible friend, Mr. Donald Sterling. And Donald Sterling loans him the money to complete the sale of the Los Angeles Lakers. And he's like, but you have to help me get a team one day too. You have to help me. And so when the uh, Irv Levin, I think his name was, when he got rid of the Clippers, when he was when he put the Clippers up for sale on the market, because it was just too hard for him, because he lived in L.A., but he wanted the, the commute was bad from L.A. to San Diego. Clearly, you know, and uh, so he was just like, "I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. Like I'm not really into owning teams." He was a bad owner too, which is like the history of this franchise. But he sold the team to, for twelve million dollars to Donald Sterling, who was this real estate guy who just wanted to have a team because he saw his friend Jerry Buss, how he was just like this playboy guy. He owned this team, and, you know, they won a championship the first year, and he was just like, I want to be a part of that. And But the, Donald Sterling is notoriously cheap. Like, yeah. tries to cut corners and cost anywhere and everywhere he can. So, And that you just can't do that when you own a franchise that is trying to – compete for anything it, it does those two things don't match up so he bought the team 
And in the very first year he had it, he came out, he did a press conference, which is like the last press conference he ever did because he like said some crazy shit that like I, probably something racist or halfway racist or whatever. And yeah. he was like, he vowed to never be on TV again. And for the years after that, you never saw Donald Sterling do interviews or anything like that ever, like really ever again. But he bought the team was like, we going to win a championship. We're going to keep the team here in San Diego. We're going to, but he already he was just such a narcissist like instead of putting up billboards around the city of the team he put up billboards of himself smiling being like clippers are gonna win this year yeah like it said like my promise i will make you proud of the clippers like you're not the one on the court playing exactly (laughs) well that gets me excited for basketball a billboard like that i'm ready to watch the game i couldn't like who are you are you gonna That that bill is so insane to me that you would put a billboard up of yourself, the owner of the team, being like, "Get to know me." The only time I can think of something similar to that is the billboards for the movie The Room, in which Tommy Wiseau had that giant billboard in the middle of like Hollywood and Highland, was it? It was somewhere around there, and it was up there for like years. He was just paying millions of dollars to have that movie. It was, but at least he like funded and directed the movie and was in yeah. it. Yeah, like at least I don't. It's bad self-promotion, but at least it's self-promotion. This is self-promoting for to what end? Self-promoting, hey, everybody, I have some money, and I'd like you to give me more of it by coming to see my guys play. It's gross. It's yeah. so, it's insane to think, like, I know what I'll get butts in seats. <laughs> A picture of me telling them the team is good. <laughs> well, wow. honey, we should go see the Clippers. That, man's, that man promised. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Truly wild. Yeah. So he so he has the team there for a year. They they're not they they do badly. They're like seventeen and sixty five because they have Bill Walton as a center. Bill Walton is a, a like a very like well known center. He like he was good, but he could not stay healthy. He just had degenerative bone problems. So uh, they lose a lot, and immediately Don Sterling is like, "I'm moving the team to L.A." Like, and like, and it's like, wait a minute. You just said that you're going to keep them here. Yeah. You just said, it's like, no, I'm moving them. So of course the whole league who hates this guy after one year, all the owners get together and they are now keep in mind, Larry, Donald Sterling is a lawyer and he's a damn good one. Like he has been able to be a slumlord in this city for 50 years. Like, and it is because he knows the law. He will sue anything and everything. And, uh, he, so he he the, the owners get together and they're like, we got to get this guy to here. He's done. You got to sell the team. And he goes, you know what? You guys are right. Y'all are right. Y'all are right. I'm sorry. I, I I'll sell the team. How about that? How about I just get you know? I realize that owning a team ain't really for me. I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. You know I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing my real estate thing. How's that? How how you guys feel about that? Mm-hmm. Like you know what? The owners are like maybe you know Donald's turned the leaf. Like he's he's a new man. All right, we'll back off. And Donald Trump's like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving a team. So they played one more year in San Diego. He wasn't saying nothing, but he had already closed the deal with the LA Sports Arena, which is there's a law that you cannot move. I believe it's like within within 75 miles of another yeah. franchise in the same league. And so he 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 had to get approval. From none other than Jerry Buss, who was the owner of the Lakers. But Jerry Buss owed him a favor. And so Jerry Buss was, had to be like, 
all right, dude. I guess we <laughs> like. I guess. I guess I kind of gotta let you move into this city, and he did it. What? What's wild is at the same time that the Clippers were just kind of sucking down in San Diego because Donald Sterling didn't know anything. Uh, Bus was actually handling a very successful Lakers team with his ownership. They won 10 NBA championships. This is the heir of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is Magic Johnson. This is Shaq. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening. No, no, not Shaq. That's a not little Shaq. bit later. I'm yeah. thinking. Sorry. But, like, at least Kareem was in. No, Kareem and Magic were on yeah. those teams. Yes. And Magic like, Magic was the first player that Jerry Buss drafted when he got the ownership. Right. And uh, it's just crazy to me that this guy who, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's mixed things about Jerry Buss as an owner, but the, the comparing the two and they're both friends. And it just goes to show you that like, if your friend is really good at doing something, that does not mean that you are also really good at doing something, particularly yeah. if you just have money. Like that is just, that's not how it works. Everybody but should it, just find their own interests. They joked about Donald Sterling all the time, how cheap he was. Like, they would go to parties at his house. He always had these white parties that he would have. And they would go to these parties, and there would be plastic cups to drink out of. And there would be, like, oven chicken tenders, like, for everybody to eat on. And this man is a multi, multi-millionaire. And he's feeding them Orida fries from the oven he's feeding them dino chicken dinosaurs oh my god i can taste it mom had to work late and <laughs> yes. threw them in the oven at seven. Oh, i can taste it <laughs> that's insane that's like um what's his face ike perlmutter he was the guy who um was in charge of running marvel for a while and so when all the uh, Marvel movies started uh, going under, I think, I guess, Disney. This is so, uh, or even before, I guess, Disney bought that stuff out. This is like Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Iron Man 2 stuff. Like, they're they're pretty successful movies. And this guy was so cheap. He was like, we're going to have a press event, and I don't want to give the press anything. Like, most press events have, I don't know, like a snack table and water and beverages and stuff, because you're going to be there for a few hours. Like, that he was like, no, everybody can have a tiny bottle of Arrowhead water or something like that. Those little ones. Little yeah, those ounces. little tiny ones. I just don't and get Arrowhead it. Arrowhead at that. Arrowhead is <laughs> it's, That's not even water. I don't understand how somebody could have that much money. I, I, somebody might argue like, well, that's how they have that much money is they don't spend it on lavish parties. And I'm like, no, they're just a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not how they have that much money. They cut costs to everything. And Donald yes. Trump was known for doing that. When he, uh, The second year he owned the team, like the, the, fir- the first full season, I guess, or whatever, he, first of all, he moved their training camp from Yuma, Arizona, which is at like a nice like, place that the players could, you know, go pretty much get away from their wives and families because like, they're, you know, 80s NBA players were all shitty. But like, <laughs> like they could go get away, you know, relax and, and train. He moved them to like an old naval base in San Diego. So they had to go home every night. And he gave them four pairs of socks, two jock straps, two shorts, and a practice jersey. And he was like, if you lose no. anything, you're on your own. What the fuck? That's, like, that, that's nothing. That's such little equipment. What? He reduced all the team's budgets to $100. So basically, like, if you got hurt, you had to go to the doctor on your own. If you got like he he was just everything he was just like and and he he kept saying like so they they tanked that next year that that I believe that was it here let me I'm on a computer let me do some googling here I know that uh in yeah like 
uh, I, I think it must have been like 81. Maybe so, that's yeah. when they tanked it because then Sterling was like in 82, he was like, well, we'll take uh, Ralph Sampson because yes. uh, we're, we're going to like, de- he basically said out loud, we're going to deliberately finish last in order to draft the best guy and be first in line to do that, which is illegal and you totally can't do it in You're the NBA find him. You're not supposed to tank. Some teams tank. We know it. We know it happens. Like the Philadelphia 76ers tanked for years, and now they have a pretty solid roster because they were able to draft so many first round picks. Because yeah. they were just like, hey, just sit, just bear with us for five years uh, of like five years of pure trashness. Like, but and then after that, we'll be good. How's that? But Donald wasn't really tanking for Ralph Sampson. Donald was tanking so nobody would show up to the games, and he could say, see. Nobody wants to have the team here. I yeah. guess I should move them up to Los Angeles. How you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think we should move them up there. So. Steve's guttural sigh just then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, do you ever hear about people who are super successful and rich because they're just fucking garbage people and just think like, damn, why do I have to have this conscience? Like, why do mm-hmm. I have to? Why do I have to understand that like people are 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 worthy of things <laughs> we could yeah. be so we could be so rich if I we know. just had had a little bit less of heart so the move wasn't originally approved by the nba eventually he gets it done uh and then at that point it's just like the team continues to take but i i know that there's so much more in between that uh including the fact that like in 84 everybody comes down on la for the summer olympics and then that's when the clippers go and start playing in the Coliseum? Yeah. So No, the LA Sports Arena. It's that, on the same. That's right. It used to be on the RIP. It's torn down now. It's now Bonk of California Stadium for the uh, LAFC, the LA Football mm-hmm. Club. But they moved to there because he, he, he found a way to circumvent. He, like, countersued the NBA, and they ended up dropping the lawsuit. Because they, they, they sued him. They sued him for, like, $120 million when he moved to LA without telling anybody like, yeah. cause you can't do that. You can't just up and move a franchise. <laughs> like, like, so they sued him, but then he was like, Nope, you're blocking my well being or something like that. Like it was something that he was able to counter sue with. And he was such a good lawyer that they, even they were like, no, like we'll just leave him alone. Like this is how Donald Trump was able to be in power for all of those years. This is how Donald Trump became president. And I'm just yeah. like, Nope. Like, hey, you can't do that, actually. Nope, I can. Stop I can. me. Exactly. Uh, I don't mind. I <laughs> they don't never want to try that. to stop him. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to try to stop these people. Yeah. Donald Sterling was, he was like, the fact that when I started reading the book that I read on the team, because every, after every page, I go, why did I choose this team to be a fan of? <laughs> why did I choose this team? But I'm in love with them now, so I have to stay. But... Every page I read, I just go, why was everybody so afraid of this man? Like, how could, a, how could one man, just because he's a lawyer, like, have this whole, like, association or, like, this conglomerate? But they weren't – the NBA wasn't what it was back then. But yeah. when it became – when Michael Jordan came in the league in 84, and then by 1991, the league was – the world – like, the league was global. Like, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan had made the league so popular – 
with like play like Magic, a little bit of Magic Johnson, a little bit of Larry Bird, Patrick Ewing, these guys. But it was really Michael Jordan who like took the game to another level. By that time, the league has enough money and power to get this guy out of here because he got complaints almost every season from players, from staff personnel, like everybody hated this man, and the team sucked every year. And and I don't, I can't imagine having a team in such a in a, such a large market like Los Angeles and being that bad that that's lucrative for the league. Yeah. Like, cause now they're just kind of getting into this like moment of where they actually are making money and it's still like not as much as the Lakers, of course, but we'll probably get to this part at the end, but I feel like I should say it right now anyway. No, go for it. Yeah. He bought the team for $12 million when he was forced to sell the team. Guess how much he sold it for? Three hundred million. Two billion. What? Sorry, yeah. that was that's. Oh that man, really peaked on the mic. Sorry, that was very two billion. Two billion dollars. So he still oh, won because now he God. doesn't have to worry about running the team no more, and he got two yeah. billion dollars richer. Because uh, Steve Ballmer was just like, Steve Ballmer got so much money, he was like, man, just, just take it. Oh, yeah. me two billion. Let me. I got that balled up in my sock right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he needs that two billion so that he can buy more property and uh, evict evict poor uh, people out of the uh, out of the buildings he buys. Exactly. Um, there are so many other examples of Sterling being a cheap ass. Apparently, a lot of hotels refuse to house the Clippers because alleged non-payment. Like, so at some point they're just like, "No, nah, you can't stay here because we know you're not going to pay." And there was a bus that left them stranded at a game. Uh, I, no, I'm sorry. It was a bus that uh, was owed money, and they were like, "Fuck this!" and they left the team at the airport. You know what? Comedy really is tragedy plus time because I'm hearing all this, and <laughs> it's funny. It's hilarious. It is it's an NBA hilarious. team. It is an NBA team. It's an and NBA hotels team. Hotels <laughs> are not taking them because of non-payment. An NBA team. Yeah, yeah. Their but, athletic trainer apparently had to reuse tape. He did. <laughs> He had to cut it off meticulously because they, on, they only had a medical budget of $100. It's crazy. It's insane. He cut, the, he cut the medical budget from like $40,000 to $100. That's First of all, $40,000 you not seen that much. Yeah, that's not even someone's weed budget during corona. Come on. <laughs> it's insane. And it's, it's like, I mean, we've all seen the movie Major League. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, that character was based off of like a Donald Sterling. Like everything like... Like, they want to move the team. They want to get rid. Like, they want to figure out a way to make more money off of it. And so they do it. Like, the, you remember the plane that they were on? It had, like, a dude flying it with a rope. And like, like, that's what. <laughs> like, that was, like, the Clippers plane. Like, man. So it's almost like you go, you, you play college basketball. The draft comes. You're excited. You're going to play for the NBA. And then the Clippers draft you. And it's almost like. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, that happened a lot. There are players oh, who... Let me figure out what this... I can't remember the exact name. It was the 1992 NBA draft. I'm about to tell you right now. This player in the 1992 NBA draft decided that he was not going to play for the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Anymore. Can you do that? Can you just be like, no, no thank you. Yeah, it was the so it was the '89 draft, and the player's name was Danny Ferry. Mm-hmm. And he, Danny Ferry was a good player. He played at at uh, Duke, and he literally said, "Like 
if if the Clippers draft me, I won't play for them. I won't play. And hearing first of all, which is wild that this man this man is so racist he he even Danny Ferry's white and Donald Sterling didn't like white basketball players because he was like, black people are more athletic. Black people help you win. <laughs> like, that's how racist he is. He didn't like white players. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. But it, it, it was not like a so, – so basically what Danny Ferry did was, Danny Ferry said, like, he was if, – if, if the Clippers draft me, I don't want to play for this guy, Donald, Donald Sterling. Because so many players, like, would go there and he would, like, he would lowball them so much on their contract. And a lot of players didn't understand how to, you know, get out of that. They're, like, they mm-hmm. maybe didn't have the good agents or whatever. Like, Donald Sterling would lowball them. So, Danny Ferry was taken in the first round with the second overall pick in the 89 draft. I said 92, but it was 89. And they said with the second round in the 89 draft, the Los Angeles Clippers select Danny Ferry. And he said, no, thank you. <laughs> and he went to Italy. And he played for a year. And then when he came back, they traded his rights to Cleveland because he said, he said, as long as you, as long as you have me on this roster, I refuse to play for you. So I will stay over here for as long as I need to, because it's not a contract violation because he didn't sign the contract, but they do have the rights to him. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm, you're wasting money. Keeping me here. You're wasting money. And so finally they like that next year, they were like, all right, fine. We'll trade you. And we got Ron Harper out of that. Who's a very good draft like Reggie Williams and Ron Harper. And they were, they, I mean, good, good players. Both of those were really good players. But if you, look, if you Google the picture, I'm going to try to find this link for y'all, of Danny Ferry being drafted. It is clearly he's like, I am not, like, trying to be here. <laughs> I'm not trying to play. I also love that he went, by. I'm going to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, of all the choices, I, I, I have – an odd respect for that. Yeah. The respect to be able to just go like, Mm-mm, I'm not doing this. I'm not, this is not a job that I want. So I'm going to just yeah. wait it out. Well, he was also lucky in that, you know, if he went to Duke, like he probably, and was able to then just go play basketball in Italy. Like I, I, I think he probably had more opportunity. Like he was, I, I think he was probably lucky that he could be like, nope, fuck you. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to exactly. Italy. Whereas yeah. a lot of, yeah, a lot of players probably don't have. Yeah that opportunity which sucks right do that or i mean honestly i mean how many times have we known folks in the entertainment industry that have gotten kind of a bum deal on some sort of job of some kind because you just want to do the thing that you want to do so bad this is the career that you want this is a goal that you've worked for really really hard um you know there's no part of me as somebody that used to play sports in high school that could go like if I had continued down that path going like, oh no, I'm going to give this up because I don't like this. There'd be a, there'd be a small voice in my head being like, you've got to look at yeah. all the time and, and hours that you've put into this. Look at all the sheer effort waking up this early every day, year after year after year to go practice. Uh, there's, I don't Now I'm changing my mind. Now he, he might just be a dick. Cool. <laughs> yeah, fair. You can be you can be both. Yeah, hey, we, are, being... we are beautiful, nuanced, layered creatures. <laughs> you can you can make a really cool decision that makes a really cool message and also be a douche. You can do both. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that. that's you know what I do charity and I suck. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Uh, going back to some of the players, so 
you know, there were high hopes when they joined San Diego because they had Bill Walton. And then he, that guy just kept breaking his foot, like you said earlier. And he has even said in interviews, like, I could not stay healthy. I would get better and I'd be healthy. Then I play, my feet would break again. I'd get healthy, then my feet would break again. It was an endless cycle. Um, and he feels like he failed his hometown. Like, like Walton blames himself saying if he had stayed healthy, the Clippers would still be in San Diego quote that's a heavy burden do you think that that's true carl or do you feel like nah they would have it he would have been fucked anyway just because of sterling being the owner no they wouldn't no they would not have like they would not have uh stayed in san diego because i don't think donald sterling who's the owner of the team wanted them to stay there mm-hmm. like they didn't like that that is taking away responsibility from donald sterling and putting it on himself which very nice of you bill walton to do that but you could have been healthy. You could have been scoring 100 points a game. But and, and, you know, if he was scoring 100 points a game, first of all, he would be a, a machine and, and they would figure out a way to stop him. They'd probably have to shoot him or something. But he – I guess that would have created a bigger boycott of the move. Mm-hmm. But Donald Sterling didn't want to – maybe, you know what? I'll take this back. If – Bill Walton had stayed healthy and they had had all these players in working order, but see, they wasn't paying the coaches well enough and they wasn't paying the trainers and the staff and morale was low. There's so much stuff that happens from the top that is bad. Yeah. Like that. It just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a quote from ESPN where he says, it's my greatest failure as a professional in my entire life. I could not get the job done in my hometown. It is a stain and stigma on my soul that is indelible. I'll never be able to wash that off, and I carry it with me forever. I mean, this guy's just blaming himself left, right, and center for what is ostensibly not his fault. Like, again, had Sterling had not a medical budget of $100, maybe this guy could have gotten some actual medical help and been able to play more, maybe, or yeah. like... Had some sort of security there. I don't know. There's some part of me that goes like, if if I knew that this is the kind of work environment that I was in, that it was going to be super toxic. There's some subconscious part of my brain that might be just like, just break, just break your foot again. Yeah, break it again. It's fine. It's it's better to be laid up than have to deal with this guy like mm. that. If maybe. Uh, because he was in 14 games his first season, then he missed two seasons because of multiple surgeries on that dang foot. Uh, they played a bunch of other games for the next two seasons. Then they moved to LA and then he ended up on the Celtics. So like, I, I look at this guy and I'm like, you, you had a decent career, especially with all these injuries. I don't think it's your fault. I don't know. I just want to give the man a hug and just be like, it's not your fault that the Clippers failed in San Diego. What's crazy is he won a championship in Portland in 1977 and then moved to the Clippers. And I want to say, 79 or 80 or something like mm-hmm. that always broken all those like throughout this whole career with the like five years with the clippers like broken 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 goes to boston wins the championship his first year <laughs> it's like ah <laughs> so the clippers are the meat of that championship sandwich <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and the meat is spoiled yeah, it's, <laughs> the meat's got those same little bugs that were climbing all over your palm. Exactly. Uh, he also said that the checks bounced higher than the basketballs when Donald Sterling took over. The basketball was <laughs> awful, and the business side was immoral, dishonest, corrupt, and illegal. Other than that, it was all fine. 
which again just makes me go like, oh man, buddy, Bill, Billy, you got, mm, I feel like giving you a hug. You went through so much. But yeah, you just went through so much. This poor man is just taking it all on himself to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. The, the, I fell down the stairs, you know, it's like, <laughs> Jesus, this guy, this owner was super abusive and you guys just put up with it. Uh, I'm trying to look up other players that were uh, playing for the San Diego Clippers before they moved to LA and who stayed with it versus, you know, being traded or leaving. Do you know uh, who sort of helped with that transition, Carl, from like 84 to uh, Reggie Cummings and Norm Nixon? Mm-hmm. Players that were really good. Uh, Terry Cummings, not Reggie Cummings. Uh, Reggie Cummings is another player. Uh, Terry Cummings, Norm Nixon, uh, James Donaldson. He was on that team. Bill mm-hmm. Walton was really playing. Derek Smith was really good. He, Derek Smith actually played for the Clippers for a long time. Uh, he he, he uh, had a, a pretty long stint with the Clippers. And, uh, yeah, he, he played with them through some better years. But that team, I mean, a lot of these players I'm looking at. Craig Hodges, who's an interesting fellow, he was pretty much blackballed from the league because he was one of the players. He was one of the first people to protest. He used his platform to protest in sports. So mm. when, the, uh, when they would be do the national anthem before, he would just turn his back around, like as opposed to turn his back to the flag. Yes. Uh, so he, he, was, he was black. He also wore like a Muslim outfit to mm. the White House when the when the Bulls won in 92 or 93. Uh, 92, because it wasn't Bill Clinton, it was George Bush. So 91, after the 91 championship, he wore like a Muslim, traditional Muslim garb to the White House and was pretty uh, lit up for that. Yeah. As you know, our nation is racismo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that team, a lot of those guys never really went on to do much. And I think it was probably because a lot of uh, James Donaldson has a quote that was just like when he left to go to Milwaukee, to the Milwaukee Bucks, he was just like, ah, finally I can breathe again. Like this is what actually playing for an NBA team is like where they, where they actually feed you food. (laughs) 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 That's such a low bar. (laughs) After playing for that dude, man. <laughs> Ugh. By 1990, they had gone 10 years in a row of at least 50 losses. I mean, woof. That is rough. That's rough stuff. It's the yeah. bad news bears, but in real <laughs> sports. It just shouldn't happen in a, in a market as big as Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, that's like... The, the league should have put a stop to that. They should have yeah. been like this. You guys got to do something over here because i know there was complaints but everybody a lot of people were afraid to complain about him too because he was he would sue you you were like he fired so many people so many coaches like coaches had like a two-year shelf life there it's like it's not the coach's fault yeah like they're working with what they got and you're giving them nothing yeah uh yeah it really wasn't until i mean Working our way quickly through the 80s and 90s, it's like it's still rough sailing, like we mentioned before. It's just the butt of the joke. And at some point, they were going to move to Anaheim, like 95, 96, 94, 95. So they did. So during the so the Clippers finally had a good season. They hired Larry Brown, who's a Hall of Fame coach. And they, uh, in 1990, 92, 91, 92 season, 
they had a good season and they made the playoffs. And it was the first time the Clippers made the playoffs. Like 21 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, they made the playoffs. And in true Clippers curse fashion, uh, that was the week of the LA riots. Yep. And so they had to move the game down to the Honda Center in Anaheim. And they took their court down there and they won the game. They beat the Utah Jazz. They ended up losing that series either like uh four to one or four to two, four to two or five to one or something like that. Like something they lost the series. But they did win that game. Doc Rivers, who's the current coach of the Clippers, was on that team. Uh and that was like the the city showed out. Like they 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 really showed up. Like Orange County really packed the house and it was a good rocking arena and it felt like the Clippers, you know. Also, that was one of those years that the Lakers weren't that good. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, we got a team in L.A. In, in the playoffs, and they're down here in Orange County, and they want the team. And they were, like, willing to do a deal with Donald Sterling. He was like, no. No, I don't want to. Like, just being a kid about everything. Ugh. Constantly. Like, it's like, why not make this move? Like, Yeah. Like the Angels, the, the, the Angels have their own fan base. They're not constantly compared to the Dodgers. They have like their own fan base. They have their own thing. L.A. is a Dodger town. And even though the Angels are called the Los Angeles Angels, like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is insane. It's but, too long. It's too yeah. long. As, as a, growing up in Orange County, I grew up in Fullerton, which is next door to Anaheim. It's too long a damn day. In my head, it was just always Anaheim Angels as a kid. Yeah, it's I right Anah- yeah. I think the only time you hear Los Angeles Ana- Angels of Anaheim is like the announcer at the start of a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. still called them the the Anaheim Angels. Like that's what they were when I or the Calif- Like if you're real, oh, you call them the California uh-huh. Angels. That's what they were uh-huh. in the '80s. But yeah, it, it it just felt like the right type of move. It felt like, but he, but he tried to lo- like, it was like some deal that he, they were like offering him a certain amount of money to move the team there. And he was like, I want more. So the guy that never wants to spend any money also constantly always tries to highball everybody who's offering him money. <sighs> What's wrong with his brain? There's clearly like, <laughs> well, there's clearly like a, a, a defect. There's clearly like a personality disorder. I guess it's narcissism. I guess. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, blown. It- yeah, I wonder if he was too distracted by his sexual harassment lawsuit because in 96, <laughs> this property management consultant for Sterling, who also did work for the Clippers, sued him for sexual harassment, claiming she quit her job after he repeatedly offered her money for sex and asked her to recruit uh, sexual partners for him. God. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. This guy's yeah. such a piece of fuck. I mean, his shit. Wikipedia page has like the contents: legal and real estate career, <laughs> racist remarks and lifetime ban, discrimination lawsuits, sexual harassment lawsuits. So those are his four things. If you go to like <laughs> Britney Spears, it's like albums, concerts, family. His is racist remarks, discrimination <laughs> lawsuits, sexual harassment lawsuits. Huh. It takes up three quarters of his Wikipedia page. Maybe we just got to stop naming people Donald. That, no, you know. No offense yeah. to any nice Donald out there. But, I mean, uh, what, what do we got? We got two bad Donalds, and then there's Donald Duck. I know two Donalds. One is annoying but fine, and the other sucks. Yeah, I just, I don't know. What Does anybody know? Uh, A good Donald? Yeah. Oh, Donald Glover. 
Donald yeah. okay. a good Donald. Yeah. I went to high school with a good Donald. Okay. All right. We got two good Donalds. Yeah. I think it's just, I think what it is, is it's just on us to focus our energy on the good Donalds. Yeah. Mc, McDonald's. Does that count? Yeah. I just, uh, um, does it count? Well, I Googled, Donald. I, I Googled good Donalds and <laughs> the first thing that came up were all the McDonald's near me. So McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> which ones? Are, no, no, no. That'll tell you where your address is. I was going to be like, which are the good ones near you? <laughs> Where are uh, the good ones? Yeah, where are the where are the good McDonald's to you? Now, you tell me this later. We don't need to mention that part online. Um, Donald Faison. Oh yeah, he's great. Donald Sutherland. Uh, I ran into him at a Whole Foods. Sutherland or Faison? Uh, uh Sutherland. Hmm. And uh, it was it was he was just a very normal man getting groceries. Uh, back when I I used to work in Santa Monica a billion years ago, and then somebody else got on the elevator and like kept looking at him for the entire elevator thing, and then as he was walking out, he went, "Hey," <laughs> <laughs> which is like that's that's it's a very sweet celeb encounter. Uh, it sounds just, like you. It sounds like you met a good Donald. He just walked away and was just like, "Mm-hmm," and then went to his car, put his groceries away. Seem, he seem, I don't know. I don't know. Babies Stars are just like us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so going back to the bad Donalds for just a moment. Uh, here is something that struck me. So 98, the team uses, oh gosh, I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation of his name. Michael Olawakanti. Olawakanti. Yeah. Yes, he's the number one pick. Terrible. Uh, and then... They started the year zero seventeen. Yeah, and that was the first year I ever went to a game. Really, I've been, I've been here twenty two years. Uh, that was the first time I ever went to a game, and the first game I ever went to was the game that they won. And that was when I was like, "I'm gonna be a fan of this team." Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you remember about that first game? It was it was you know pretty empty in the arena. <laughs> uh, it was at the L.A. Sports Arena. Where's the HBO mini series about all this? <laughs> there is a podcast. There's a Quibi series about it. Oh, no. Can I yeah. still get a free 90 days or is that oh, over? No. <laughs> I think that shit is over. Uh, they need to make it. You know what? The, another crazy thing is I think they're waiting till he dies to make like a real. There we go. Because there's so much. So and he's too. Uh, he's too litigious. He's going to yeah. sue. Yeah. yeah. One night, Baron Davis, who's one of my favorite players, LA native, like he did ASCAP. And. I was like, that's been the most fun person. I've no uh, no disrespect to anybody else I've done ASCAP with, but Baron Davis has clearly been my favorite person to do ASCAP with. Well, and sure, so, you got a personal connection. Yeah, and we chatted. I told him about my basketball history in high school. He knew we knew like similar people. Like it was just like really cool exchange info after that was great. Uh, but I was just like, yo, man, what's good with that Sterling doc? He was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I, I already know, like, they came out with the 30 for 30 podcast. Mm -hmm. This book that I read uh, by this guy, Mick Menace, it, it, like, so the, the information is out there, but people are very afraid to do it. Also, I was, I was um, auditioning, which is crazy that we do this now, but uh, I was auditioning <laughs> to do, to do uh, a podcast for a network. And one of the guys who was producing that podcast was one of the producers on the 30 for 30 
episode of the the Donald Sterling tapes. It's called the Sterling tapes. Uh, it's really good. I'm gonna and, uh, my phone, but I'm gonna download it. Yes, you have to listen to it. And but it, but he was just like they went so easy on them in that pod, and it still shows a lot of this stuff. But he was like there was so much more, and his wife Shelly comes off in that podcast as like she was like. I just had to deal with Donald all these years. No, you was his right hand. Yeah, she can go fuck herself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know enough. I ha- I only know everything you've told me so far, but I do know she can go fuck herself. Trash, <laughs> like trash, dog yeah. shit trash. Mm-hmm. And- because you know what? All you have to do, all I did, I Googled Shelly Sterling, and her real name is Rochelle, so immediately, no thank you. But also, she's still married to Donald Sterling. I don't need to do any more research into this woman to know she can go fuck herself yeah. because she's not divorced from Donald Sterling. In and fact, she, she, th- she thinks his lifetime ban should be lifted. She played the shit out of him, too. When, when all that stuff was going on, because he like she was the one that was like, she realized how much money she could get and get into his trust fund. Like if if she was the one that sold the team, so she had to prove that he was like had Alzheimer's. Ooh. And so she went like got all the doctors together and was like, My husband's going insane. He's oh never mind. I'm that. back on board. I like her. <laughs> she sucks. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna knock you back off that board real quick. Okay. She was she was he's the slumlord, but she was the one that did all the evictions and would like go mm. into people's houses and kick them out and wouldn't fix things. Like she was very racist and bad. She is very racist and bad. She's still alive. Well, uh, I'm glad they're both going to die soon. Also, if the Clippers win a championship, like she's entitled to two rings. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. How? What? <laughs> what? How? She has a permanent seat at the arena. So, which is why I think like, well, hey, we're moving the arena. So that, that'll be null and void in 2024 when we move to, uh, to Inglewood. Right. She because right seat. now we, they've been playing at the Staples Center too. Yeah, so, which is the weirdest thing to be like. Let's. Oh, have you guys want to hear LA- about that, huh? <laughs> you want to hear another story about old Donald Sterling? <laughs> oh, sure. Let's cut to nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, the t- the year that I became a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. AEG or ninety-seven or somewhere somewhere in there. AEG is like, hey, we're about to build an arena downtown, Donald. Here's the deal: Clippers can be the main, the main tenant of this place. Lakers didn't want to leave the Great Western Forum. They were just going to revamp it, redo it, which they have done. Like, it's like a great concert venue now. Yeah. I saw Prince there. Yeah, they were going to stay there. They were going to stay there. They was like, we don't have no problem. We, this is the city of champions. They love us around here. Like, we, we're going to stay here. We've talked about this, but we've both been in the forum at the same time because we were both extras in the movie Like Mike. Like Mike, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were both. We didn't know it at the time. Uh, young Nadia, young Carl, were bo- we didn't know each other that, but we were both eating some real shitty, I don't know, just like whatever it was. It was I remember, this why it stands on my head, because when they like took us off the bus and they were like, all right, so you're going to like sit in the back and like don't mess around when things are quiet, be quiet. Don't worry, we've got a good lunch today. It's turkey wraps. Yeah. <laughs> turkey wraps. I like really sold us on these turkey wraps. And I remember he biting into it being like, all right, sure. There was this so many people good. there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like they, yes, the Lakers were fine space. staying there. The Lakers were fine staying there. They were like, yeah, we're fine here. And Donald Sterling 
negotiated his way out of the deal. AG like, got to a point where they were like, look, man, we've offered you everything that we can offer you. This is a sweet deal. You guys will have your own arena, brand new arena, because the sports, the sports arena at the time was decrepit. It was disgusting. Like, uh, what did the, what did the, what, oh, uh, Bruce Springsteen called it the dump that jumps. <laughs> like, like that, because he loved he loved performing there. He was like the last person to perform at the sports room before they t- tore it down. But he was like, this place sucks. Like, but it, that's what. So they were like, they were going to have their own arena. The Staples Center was going to be the Clippers Arena. He negotiated their way out of it so far down that when he finally said, "Okay, we'll move in," it was like, "Bitch, we got the Lakers and the Kings. We don't need you in here. You get third billing." So now the Clippers have to play at noon on Sundays, which is why, which is why there are noon games on Sundays for the Clippers. Like, <laughs> like it, it, and, it's a, and they lose a lot of those games because they party the night before. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> I'm a season ticket holder, and I skip or give away a lot of my noon Sunday games. I, was like, I don't feel like I, – I was, I was out kicking it last night. I was at the shortstop until close. I don't feel like waking up early, going to see them lose. You're not going to church and then heading to the game? Going to 7 a.m. service? <laughs> it's a four-hour service. And then heading to see gotta... the Clippers play? Hell no. Uh, that, uh, once again, what a piece of shit. I, I can't say it enough times, just how awful this man is. I, it's, it's always been mind-boggling to me, and I didn't realize that story because I, I always thought, like, well, why don't they have their own space? And then I, I just didn't know, and now I'm, now I'm just furious furious about it because everybody's got their own space like lets the fans know and creates an atmosphere that's friendly for the fans and instead it's you know if it's purple and yellow outside how does that feel your clippers fan coming in seeing all these lakers fans sharing with another team you're sharing with the lakers yeah yeah you're sharing (laughs) with your literal hometown rival it'd be different if you were sharing with like what's another team i know nothing about the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> the You're LA sharing Clippers with the playing. Lakers. Yeah, it's the Lakers. It, the, uh, it, it would be different if we were sharing a team, sharing with a team that didn't have the illustrious history and wasn't one of the top five most, yeah, like respected or like top five most successful franchises in professional sports history. Like yeah. the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Lakers. They're up there. Yeah. So like, and and then here we go. We got third billing behind the hockey team, and. That's why we got third billing in this city. Yeah. Like, that's why, that's why, like, it's, we, I, I guarantee you when that new arena is built and a new, there's, there's going to be just like a new lease on the life of the team. Well, this will never be a Clipper town. That's just not going to happen. The best we can hope for is that the Lakers and Clippers are always battling out to be two of the best teams in the league or whatever. I think that's going to change a lot once LeBron James leaves because the organization is not good. They're old and bad now. And since Jerry Buss died, like the kids have damn near ran into the ground. LeBron James saved the Lakers organization. They were going to be like the Knicks, which is, you know, this old, illustrious, huge franchise that sucks ass. And so I, I hope that eventually we can get a little bit of respect in the city. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and feel I think like having it, our yeah. own arena will do that. Yeah, I feel like that's like the beginning of uh, of a new era where you know you can finally step out from the shadow of the bad racist asshole and the LA. What are they called again? Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> 
How long have you lived in this city, Steve? It was for some reason I wanted to say Knicks. <laughs> they the don't like Knicks. And, and they don't like the Lakers, right? I feel like they have a rivalry. No? The Lakers and the Knicks? Not really. Okay. Uh, well, it's New York and L.A. So. Yeah, that's the, that's the only part of the rivalry. The Knicks have been so bad for so long. They're the really Knicks are just bad. very insistent that the pizza's better. Yeah. Wow. It's the water. That's all they have <laughs> is the water because the Knicks <laughs> suck dog shit. Um, so we get into sort of these later years, right, where obviously the sale has happened long ago, but there, there seems like there's so many of these almost – it's going to happen until it really started to happen very, very recently. Like 1999-2000 season, the uh, Clippers weren't doing great, uh, even though they had just drafted Lamar Odom. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2006, they won their first playoff series. Uh, and then two years later, they're back to the bottom of the division. Uh, it, like, really everything apparently started to change once they picked Blake Griffin. Yeah, because around that time, they, they, they drafted Blake Griffin. And then uh, Baron Davis was there. And finally, people were just like, Donald, we're fed up with this. Like, this is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. start spending some money. Like, build around this guy. Build it, like, do this. And finally, he was like, all right, fine. Like, because the team just was like, we're going to coup. Like, like yeah. we're going <laughs> to, like, this is, we're done with this. We're done with this shit. And so finally, at that point, he finally started to be like, all right, I'll relinquish some of the power. I'll spend a little bit more money. Just a little bit. And finally, we got the Lob City years. Never won a championship, but won a bunch of playoff series. And, you know, injuries kind of killed us during those times. That's why people think it's a curse. Uh, it's Donald Sterling, but Donald Sterling is the witch doctor that put the curse on the team. Yeah. But it's like, because we'll always get right there. Like, I would say in 2014, that was really, like, that was like our year. And then Donald Sterling, the tapes came out. And he says all this terrible stuff. It's yeah. just a complete shame, source of shame, source of embarrassment. Uh, the fish rots n- from the head. That's yeah. what the term is. <laughs> the fish rots from the head. We the got calls there. coming from the house. We got that. The calls coming from inside the house. <laughs> the fish is calling from inside the house. I've never heard fish rots from the head. Fish rot. No, I must have. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've said it before on this podcast. Maybe. Probably. Maybe you haven't. I mean, we have 50 plus episodes. I've said everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything that you're ever going to say. Um, yeah, those, it's just the ex- exposing of the problem, right? Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, I think, has spurred a lot of exposing of other organizations and institutions that aren't working across the board, you know, in media, in entertainment. Um, One of the things that I loved so much, Bon Appetit, it turns out that they're racist as hell and a (laughs) bunch of stuff was (laughs) opened up about them that just made me shake my head and go, all right, well, I'm not watching those videos anymore until they fix their shit. Uh, It's just his documented history of racism has spanned his entire tenure as an owner, right? And getting rid of this toxic, gross, awful element finally allows the team to take a new direction, which is what I'm hoping uh, every avenue and medium and force and organization institution that is currently going through, maybe they have their own version of a Donald Sterling. Hopefully not as bad. Hopefully not as bad. But whatever their uh, version of a Sterling is, they're able to take charge and get rid of this toxic energy because 
once uh, he was gone and Steve Ballmer is in there for $2 billion, now it's running smoothly. Now yeah. it's like... It's a well machine. Yeah. Now they were doing so well. They still are? Yeah. yeah don't, we're doing well. I mean, but then Corona hit. Yes. That's the curse. That's the curse <laughs> of the Clippers. <laughs> telling you the curse wears his ugly head again. But they were headed the for the, uh, the they were definitely headed for the playoffs this year and I know that they were a, a sort of predicted to be if not the team, they were there's a very 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 good chance that they would make it to all the way. Yes. I think I think I'm going to make them my team. Please yeah? do. If nothing else, Carl, you've convinced me to be a Clippers fan. Very um uh, irregularly. Like, I don't yeah. plan on being very intense about it, but, like, that's the team I'll follow. Steve, I will get you a t-shirt. <laughs> I will wear it. <laughs> I'll get you a t-shirt. In 2008, there was a guy from Bleacher Report who was like, the Clippers need to move. Do we feel like they need to move still? I mean, beyond moving into a stadium that is all their own, do you feel like it would behoove them to become, I don't know, the... Uh, what's nearby the Seattle Supersonics is what we always got accused of when Steve Ballmer bought the team because he's a you know he's Bill Gates right here mm -hmm. he's a Microsoft guy so they're immediately like oh they're moving to Seattle finally and that would have ruined it for a small but mighty group of us who really love the team and I at that point I would you know be a full-on New Orleans Pelicans fan all the way but uh yeah it's I don't think we need to move anymore I think what what needed to move was Donald Sterling. Because yeah. that article, I think that was Bill Simmons, who just was like, here's what the Clippers need to do to be successful. And it turns out it was just one thing. We need an owner that spends money. We need an owner that understands what it means to be in a, in a huge market and treat it as such. And we need a couple of superstars. And we got both of those things now. Point is, this is the direction that it should have been this whole time. And... It seems to me as if now that they're actually spending money and this awful man is out of everybody's lives, they have a good chance. Yeah. Is there ever talk about, and I mean, again, I know nothing about anything, so <laughs> this could be the dumbest question, but like, are there, is there a billionaire owner of a sports team who doesn't suck? Like, I'm very interested in sports team owners and, and why why they're allowed to be awful and and what what is this, what is the owner of a bat I just I'm so confused by what it is Donald Sterling wanted to do mm -hmm. and I like, think he just wanted to keep money coming in to himself like he okay, just wanted yeah. the money for himself and to and to 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 do everything at the most minimal amount brought him in so much more money and so I think to answer your question is there a billionaire owner of a team that doesn't suck I say this with no bias at all is Steve Ballmer because when you think about what he does for the community of Los Angeles, what he does, like, he just does not, he, like, he literally just wants to give away money. And he Good. does it so charitably. And I don't know if that I'm, I'm sure Steve maybe grabbed a titty back in 82. But, <laughs> it, like, it, as far as what he's doing now, he is the one billionaire owner that doesn't suck. Good. Why are like, there owners? I guess like, oh, you know what? Steve Ballmer's from uh, Detroit. So there you go. He's from Michigan. Now I understand. <laughs> he's, he's a hometown he's boy. Just like truly you. a great guy. Like what he's doing right now, 
Like, and he doesn't, and, and the thing is, he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't do it for the publicity. He doesn't do it for anything, but he's giving and donating so much money to the, not before Corona, like the LA Parks and Recreation System, everything. I think he's doing a lot of stuff with Corona. Like, he's giving, uh, he's giving more money away than the Lakers are to the employees of the Staples Center that don't, that aren't working right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, reserved the highest medal of honor from the, from the French, the Legion of Honor. Really? The Legion of Honor is the highest French order of merit for military and civil merits, established in 1802 and retained by all later French governments and regimes. I didn't know that Americans could be awarded that. Uh, I guess, of course they can. Well, they should be able to. (laughs) We saved your ass. I hate that argument. I think, anyway. all, I think all French medals should go to Americans. <laughs> this is America. Oh, no. Steve, Steve ripped off his shirt, and underneath it was like an Uncle Sam outfit. Surprise. <laughs> it's been me, Donald Sterling, the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. That would be so crazy. racist. That's, I hate it. Go away. I mean, that's what's really, like, bothersome to me is, like, I feel like learning about Donald Sterling and, like, just the shit. Like, Donald Sterling just seemed, was just owning people. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. He just, and- yeah. He, well, he literally was, he was, like, that's what, in his mind, he was the owner. He would bring, like, like after the games, like, players would be, like, showering and stuff like so they would be like naked and stuff like that and he would bring like his friends like his like weird creepy like semi like like what's what's the dude's name that got kicked out of hollywood uh which one i know exactly louis ck no the 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 guy who made the movie weinstein he he would bring guys like weinstein back to the like back to the locker room being like look at this look at him Look at his uh, muscles. Isn't he such a, ugh. just like a strong, like, and like be touching all on him. It's like, hey man, I just got out the shower and I, yes, I look great. I'm a professional athlete. I don't want five random white people just ogling over me. Like I'm property. That's like, fucked up. That yeah. is. That's beyond the, fucked up. That's fucked yeah. up on so many levels that I can't even get into all of them right now. I, I uh, my brain's going to explode. That's he would just, do that ugh. constantly. He was like, he constantly would come down to the locker room and just like, Oh, I'd love, I love being around the boys. Look at all the muscles and look at all the like, like just everything was just like, it was bad. Listen, just Google some of the stories of him. Like Google the, the Blake Griffin uh, story of him at his party and how he just like showed him off when he first drafted him at one of his cheap uh, plastic cup chicken dinosaur party. <laughs> that is to like, if you're having a white party be- and you're rich, the whole point, the whole point of having extravagant parties when you're rich is to show everybody how rich you are. Yeah. So I don't even get the logic of having a party. If you're not going to make people think you have a lot of money. Don't you understand how much Totino's pizza rolls cost when you buy them in bulk, Steve? Upwards oh, yeah. of $50. He was at Costco. He was at <laughs> Costco. <laughs> there was sure. a sale, and that's re- irregardless because they still cost that much. Ugh, what an awful, awful, awful man. Like, nobody can see my face, the faces I've been making. I have been making some really, like, I'm in bile in the back of my throat type faces just <laughs> listening about this guy just being a terrible 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 man um yeah. i'm just uh, i'm just like frantically scrolling through steve Ballmer's wikipedia being like what's a good thing i can bring up about steve Ballmer? let's talk about somebody who's bringing good to the world again <laughs> look at Ballmer Ma- group google the Ballmer group 
Perfect. My one thing that I think about when I think about Steve Ballmer, which I would not say is his fault, is uh, there's this insane keynote of this tech conference uh, that took place in 2013 where he makes a surprise entrance in it uh, to show off Windows 8 and the uh, Windows phone. Like, he literally ran on stage to do it. Uh, and the whole, the whole thing is viewable on YouTube if you just Googled, like, Qualcomm... CES 2013, uh, but everything about the highlights from that moment are crazy. It's just well, y'all seen this, right? Everybody has seen this video. <laughs> I've seen it a bunch because I love cringe, and it's it's very cringy because it's just like a lot of bad. And they're not bad actors. They have been given awful lines that they've had to read in front of a bunch of suits for like a half hour and be like, welcome to the future. Here's the future where everything is based in computers. Like it's it's wild. And then Big Bird shows up for some reason uh, and potentially hangs out with Steve Ballmer. I may cut all this. Anyway, the point is that's the <laughs> only thing that I can think of when I think of Steve Ballmer. The Windows 95 launch thing has been shared a million <laughs> times of them dancing on stage. Oh yes, Palmer just being ridiculous. Yeah, he seems oh, man. fun. That's the thing. It's like he seems like a a good spirited fun fella. You know what? Like, I was just listening to Paul George on a on a uh, on a podcast, and he was just saying like how when the Corona started, Steve Ballmer personally sent every player on the team uh, a basketball court, like a very heavy duty basketball court to set up at their house, and like a home gym. That's oh. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and also you just you mentioned the Balmer group and I wanna like say it again, just so like people listening, Balmergroup.org supports efforts to improve economic mobility for children and families in the United States who are disproportionately likely to remain in poverty. So Steve Balmer, good name, good good uh ethics. Good ethics. A good philanthropy. For basketball, honestly. Oh my God. How did I not realize until you said that? <laughs> But also in Balmer Group, the A L L are italic to kind of make the all of Balmer uh, stand out a little bit, and that is good graphic design. So all I'm doing is putting checks in the Steve Balmer column after <laughs> check after check after check. It's, I mean, I think the best way to sum it up is that previously, the the person who was there, uh, the public relations director for the Clippers back when it was in San Diego, just said like, I didn't feel like we were trying to win with the Clippers. It was just about Sterling. Uh, I wouldn't put Sterling in the category of the guy who wants to win. He did this for his ego. And I think that that is that the lesson here is don't just buy a sports team for your ego. Be yeah. an owner and be an actual owner and take care of people and be a good manager and don't have poor ass management skills. Don't be a cheap ass. Don't be an ass. And if you don't know how to do it, hire people that know how to do it. Yeah, if you don't care, if you're just like, I want to collect a check, fine. But then get passionate people yeah. who have decent management skills, who are actual leaders to lead that team because people are depending on it. There's the lively Yeah, there's livelihoods at stake here, you know? It's and it's as you pointed out, it's not just the players, it's uh medic teams, it's it's everywhere that they go. It's I'm thinking a lot about like how the NBA is now everybody's down in Orlando in the Disney hotels and just thinking like, 
what a strange world that must be for them and how I hope everybody's being taken care of. At least they're in the Disney hotels. Have you seen where the WNBA is? Oh my gosh. It is. They're staying at the Best Western off Highway 95. Yeah, I mean, look, if I was if I was doing a semester in Los Angeles and got put into a dorm like the WNBA was put into, I'd be like, "Oh god, why did I why did I do this?" So to be a professional basketball player put in these in these like moldy bathroom dorms, it's crazy it's wild it's truly like to when do I saw the, the same thing that the that the male players play when i saw the meal that they were first of all the the, the men have terrible food right now too but when i saw the meal that the, i was like i i understand that they always are cutting corners with the women mm-hmm. they always are not you know like they always arguing that they don't have enough money and they can't pay them and everything I, I understand that i get all of that but what I refuse to believe is that you served this slop. It looked like somebody took a bowl of regular food, threw it up in the air, and let it hit the ground, and then scooped it up and yeah, the bowl with the top. It's of the it's it, fire I, festival I ref- food. I refuse oh, no. to believe that you were serving this to the professional athletes. Professional it, athletes, people yeah. who like their body needs to be in <laughs> perfect condition, and they are here in training to do everything they can to be perfectly prepared and at the physical peak for their season and then you're giving them poo-poo to make money for you yeah when well, they should be at home the they shouldn't bath. be playing no uh what do you think the future of the clippers looks like carl bright 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 because we got a guy a governor he didn't call himself an owner he called himself a governor because mm. we got a governor who wants to spend as much money as it takes to get the players that we need to keep the players that we need to keep them healthy to get them healthy he's passionate about winning he's passionate about the city he's passionate about our small but mighty fan base i look we're rebuilding we can we ain't got to live in the past no more that's over he's gone we had terrible years of mediocrity we won't forget those years we'll never forget we we never forget where we came from because we always know where we going clipper nation hashtag la our way hell yeah (laughs) the fish is no longer rotting (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the fish is good juicy <laughs> swimming Carl thank you so much for coming on why do you know that thank you for having me of course is there anything that you'd like to plug at this time uh, just listen to the flagrant ones if you got an extra five dollars a month we're on Patreon it's hosted by me Sean Clemens and Hayes Davenport and uh, I can't tell you to watch anything on TV because nothing is coming out soon but when it does <laughs> Uh, I'll let you know. When it does, you can bet that Carl will be on your TV. He's already on your TV in other episodes and other things here and there that you're just going to have to find him. It's going to be like a fun game. He's there. You're not looking, assholes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's your fault. All of you Sterlings out there not watching me on TV. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.